Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley joining us today from uh, the Great Northeast to talk about, well, all the news of the day, including Tom Brady. I guess that's the biggest story of the day, Pat. So, sorry, buddy. I was hopeful this would not come to an end until Tom Brady was ready to retire, but here we are. Well, I guess um, you guys all owe Tom Brady a little bit of uh, gratefulness. Do I? Right? I mean, in a time when there's no sports, what the heck else are we going to talk about? Just like uh, Wes said about Robert Moore, thank God they released that. It, I was been watching ESPN, and the only thing they've been able to play other than the replays is um, is the NFL free agency and what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So that gives us something to talk about. He is gone. Well, I don't t- know what's going to – I'm surprised, though, just because of the the – like, where else you guys envision him? Like, is there a better spot? I'm sure you guys have thought about it, thrown it around a little bit. Maybe not much, just because I don't think anyone thought it would get to this point, right? Pat, let me, uh, before we get any further here, welcome Pat, you in officially. My, my apologies. You know, I'm a little out of whack, man. It's been one of those Ooh. days, you know what I mean? Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by Bring a Battery. If you need a battery, call Bring a Battery at 501-747-6217, and they'll bring it to you when you need it the most. Here's Bradley for three. His first tray is good. He had six. You pick the time, place, and battery, and then let Bring a Battery do the rest. Okay. So to answer your question, yeah, I mean. Actually, Justin. Yes. Actually, this is one of our big days. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet. Well, we're going to get to St. Patrick's Day, the too. The day that I always remind you, Patrick ain't a, Patrick was a saint. I ain't. You And and have you heard from Melinda Mayo yet? Uh, that her no. husband, Mark, was and his ancestors actually were the ones that kidnapped St. Patrick in County Mayo in Ireland? Haven't heard from her yet. True nope. story. Yeah, that's true. Haven't heard from her yet. This echo thing Twitter. is really killing us, Pat. Um, can we try you by phone? Us, um, yeah, I'm a 99 across the boards, babe. No, you're good. It's not on you, and you're in. Let's just uh, let's call Pat on the phone, and we'll get him set back up. That's uh, that echo thing is we're gonna have to get that worked out. I don't know what the problem is there. It's a repeat issue. Repeat issue. Good, Wes. Good, good work Wes. there. That was nice. That was uh, nice. Yeah, I can't do that for five minutes <laughs> or ten or fifteen. Uh, do you want to talk? My kids can. I want to talk to Pat about. Uh, is he a bigger, and I guess this is a question for him, Patriot fan or Brady fan? What happens when, let's say, Brady signs with the Chargers and the Chargers play the Patriots? Is he rooting for the Patriots or is he rooting for the Chargers? That, I, you know, I had to deal with that with Emmett Smith. Well, I was a bigger Cowboys fan than an Emmett Smith fan, although Emmett did a lot of great things for the Cowboys. When the Cowboys played at the Cardinals, I wanted – the Cowboys to crush the Cardinals, and I wanted the Cowboys to shut Emmett down and not allow him to run for anything. So, I think that for a lot of Patriots fans, are they are you a bigger Brady fan or you a bigger Patriots fan? And what's going to happen if those two get matched up later this season in a regular season season game or playoffs or <laughs> Patriots? Are the Patriots a playoff team? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I they... guess we got a long ways to go. We we don't know who their quarterback is right now, so it's hard to say if they're a playoff team. Let's uh, yeah, let's see um who they get at quarterback. Yeah, we'll start there. That would be a step in the right direction. 
So, yeah, PB, I think there are rosters that certainly make more sense. I, I heard, uh, and maybe you can call him bitter because he's taken his beating from Brady and Belichick over the years. And he did praise Bill Belichick as the greatest coach of all time. But um, Rex Ryan was on with ESPN this morning. He basically said, this team is, I mean, in a nutshell, not scary and not anywhere near as relevant without Tom Brady at quarterback. So that's going to be the debate for the next couple of weeks. Is it truly the Patriots' greatness, or does Tom Brady play a huge role in that? Can they continue that success without him? Um, I think his value was above and beyond what he did on the field. I think it was more his approach. I think because when when you're dealing with – you see it far too often when you have players basically destroy – the, the, what was built up. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, come on now, with all the talent they had, they couldn't figure out because of selfishness. So the one thing that you kept hearing over and over and over wasn't about players going to the Patriots talking about how Brady had this cannon for an arm or that he, um, you know, was 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 could could run the uh, RPO better than anyone in the league. It was like this guy still shows up like he's a rookie every single day. And when you have that. It's irreplaceable. I don't care who or what it was, and that's what the franchise was built on. Guys like Teddy Bruschi, Vrabel, um, back in the late night, early 2000s, and, and Brady fit right into that. And then he carried that to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So the aura of him, um, and now you get into the fourth quarter, and they're probably not afraid, but I'll say this though: the recent roster moves they made, um, you know, franchise and their offensive, uh, one of their offensive linemen, and tr- securing back their Hall of Fame special teams guys, so and the McCourty brothers, things like that, um, sort of gave you an idea that all right, we may be entering into a time without Tom Brady, so we got to make sure we have those type of character guys still with us to transition to whatever, whether it's Jared Stidham or <laughs> whether it's, I don't know, maybe there's something up his sleeve, Mariota. I don't know how I've heard his name. I, don't, I, I just, there's probably a lot of options now on the table for uh, the Patriots. So it's exciting at one, you know, at one point, it's kind of a little exciting in a way, isn't it? I don't know. Try to, I, I just, look, we're, we were talking about, we're old school and that's probably a lot of it. You know, you want to see guys stay in one place for their careers, especially when you get to this close to the end. I think the big debate, Pat, is a multi-year thing. I, I just, I got to think if they, he said, look, I only want to play one more year, one more season. Let's give it one right. more good run. We'll call it a career, and that'll be that. We can go out on top. You can do the Kareem thing, and then give him a rocking chair and whatever else at the various places he pops into along the way, um, because they're happy to see him go anyway. But I got to think that he wants to play more than that, and that's why we couldn't come to terms. Because don't you think it was a one-year deal, Pat, yeah. that the Patriots would have signed off on? Oh, there's no doubt. Well, if you believe the reports, and I don't know if we'll ever get the accuracy of these things, because unfortunately, whether it's you know one reporter who's close to the Patriots will release a, and one of the inf- pieces of information that was released was the Patriots had offered him a deal. Um, and they were waiting on him to come back with a deal. But it's it was almost disingenuous because I think Brady's agent was very clear, like even last year, what they were looking for. So to your point, yes, 
it was probably a multi-year deal or at least the option for a multi-year deal. And I, I don't know if maybe because he felt they were only willing to do one year with all these stipulations that it was sort of back against the wall type situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, um, it would have been that. And I think whether it was Brady maybe had intentions of doing it, like, okay, give me, give me one with a year option, whatever it is, two, and, and, and if everything goes the way I wanted to this year, then, you know, then that won't be my strong song. Um, so, but I do, I think it's just the way Bill Belichick looked at the situation, looked at his value and said, well, you know, this is all we can do. <laughs> it's up to you now, whether it's fair or not fair. Um, you know, that's probably going to be debated for you know, a couple of years and then everyone will, I'm guessing we'll move on, right? Is it, I mean, it's, I don't think anybody will have any hard feelings to Brady or the organization, if you're a Patriot. No, I hope not. I mean, and I'm not. I'm just, so. just from a, a purity standpoint, I like to see him finish his career there. It would have been cool to right. see that. I mean, it's just so rare these days that you see a guy go his whole run with one team. So um, we were talking about the Chargers earlier. I think that one makes a lot of sense. you got a team that won a bunch of games a couple of years ago, had a step backwards last year, but you got a good staff. you got some good pieces around him. I mean, look, bottom line is Brady did not have a Super Bowl winning potentially team around him last year. The defense played great, but he didn't have a lot of weapons to work with, and they had some injury issues too. But, I mean, you know, he can certainly put himself from a roster standpoint, maybe not from a coaching right. standpoint because nobody's Belichick's equal, but he can put himself in a little better situation potentially going forward. And, and I'd imagine, you know, you probably want to get as far away from the Patriots as possible, and it ain't no further than L.A. <laughs> That's true. Right, I mean, That's you don't true. want that hanging over your head. Like, well, like, I mean, imagine if you're playing. All right, AFC East. Yes, that's going to be a stretch. I highly, unless Miami makes a makes a run for them, but that would be still, I think, not as bad as playing in a cold weather. Even if it's the Giants in a different conference, it's just that would be hanging over your head. I'd imagine. I don't know. I mean, he, who knows if he even cares about that. Pat, if Brady and the uh... Patriots are hooked up next year and playing against each other. Where, where's your allegiance? How do you feel about that game? You know, honestly, what, what it's going to come down to for me, because of the things I said before, Tom Brady, what, what he stood for. And, you know, whether or not he rubbed people the wrong way with his diet or his whatever, alleged, <clears throat> alleged issues, <laughs> um, for us, he represented durability, team first. You know, he represented all those things that you, you, you sometimes get a little scorned with professional uh, um, sports with. So if if that team next year, whenever that is, Wes, if if they meet up in week six, ten, whatever, if that team up to that point in our in our minds, in my mind, still approaches the game and practices like that, like, you know, things that kept in the locker room, in all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I'd be rooting for the Patriots. There's no doubt about it. If it's the same image of the team that we've grown to love, you know. And don't forget, fellas, they, the first Super Bowl they went to, before that Super Bowl in, what was it, 01, 02, one of those years, before that Super Bowl, Everybody was individually um, announced before the game. So all Super Bowl rosters, 
one after another, you know, uh, Kurt Warner, blah, blah, blah. That game, they ran out as a team. And since then, every other Super Bowl teams have run out as a team. They have been individually announced before games. So that, those are the types of things, hmm. whether it's small and stupid for, you know, fan base, but that we have sort of grown to love this team because of little things like that. So if the team represents that still, it'll be easier to root for the Patriots. Not against Tom. Not against Tom. I mean, I'll still be wearing my number 12 jersey, of course. Pat, we've got a special guest on the uh, phone here calling in from the United States, not from Ireland, but Melinda Mayo, who was called out earlier. <laughs> Melinda, it's a, it's an annual tradition. you got to call in on St. Patty's Day with St. Patty on the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, St. Patty, and blessings from County Mayo. <laughs> well, it, it, if, if there is ever a, uh, a family who you know could be involved in some of those types <laughs> of shenanigans, it would be our brother, Mark Mayo. And you oh. certainly, I'm hoping you are uh, going to let him um, be king for a day in the Mayo household. I will. I will. But, you know, how, how many hundreds of years are you going to hold this against us? And if people don't know, Patrick says that the people of County Mayo kidnapped St. Patrick back in the day. Maybe we just wanted to hang out with him for a little bit, you know? That's exactly what I think. Absolutely. Look what happened. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's turned into one of the great holidays. Now, I don't uh, what. What is the situation with you guys in Little Rock? Are you guys able to get out and about? Or are you on lockdown? Uh, we're we're hunkering down. I mean, we can still get out, but you know, everybody's just kind of using common sense the best they can. So, uh, you know, I know we're <laughs> going to talk to Dugan's t- coming up about what they're doing yeah. for St. Patty's Day. It's all too uncommon that common sense, Pat. That's the problem. But there are restaurants <laughs> that are full blown open. There are restaurants that are doing strictly curbside things. Uh, I think, generally speaking, people who don't have to get out and about aren't. Look, I wish we were non-essential personnel. We say it every snow day, Pat. We used to talk about it all the time. I'd l- I mean, we could. I mean, we could theoretically do the show from our houses, but somebody's got to be in the studio. So I think, you know, generally speaking, the community's been good. They put in a, a curfew yesterday that's uh, from midnight to 5, which, you know, as an old man, I'm not out midnight to 5 very often anyway, unless I'm coming into work at 430. But, <laughs> um, so anyway, and that's okay, too. You get a waiver on that deal. But, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's probably pretty general what we're seeing. The thing that got me today, and, Melinda, I'm sure you guys talked about this on your morning show, is mm-hmm. the fact that Seaside has basically shut down. I mean, I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, beach trip's pretty safe. I've been saying that. I'm like, well, hell, they're not going to shut the beach down. They can't close the ocean. Oh, I can. Uh, Ken Duke yeah. said, though, the the uh, ocean down where they are in Florida, it was jam-packed yesterday. It's going to be nuts down there, he said, with, with St. Patrick's Day. So I think that's also a community-by-community thing. Yeah, so what does that mean, shut down the city of Seaside? I mean, we've been there just like mm-hmm. you have. Does mm-hmm. that just mean all bars, restaurants, and the... And, and the, pub- beach, and the public beach, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. My goodness. I mean, well, I think you can socially we- distance pretty well on a beach, but obviously you got breezes and carrying virus, and I don't know, maybe just uh, did to you be see doubly the, precautious. Did, did yeah. you guys see the video of Clearwater, Florida, and that beach? It was, like, packed. Yes. <laughs> it was, like, no yeah. social distancing at all. No. But well, I mean, I think you're right. they're drunken spring breakers, Pat. They're not trying to social distance. They're trying to social hookup. Well, that, you know, and that's the thing. It's <laughs> obviously you guys – I've been informed and educated about about what's going on in, in the the high risk groups. And listen, when you're 22 years old, you think you're 10 feet tall and made out of steel anyway. Right. And so it's it's 
live, you know, young people live in the, tend to live in the moment more. And so, I mean, if, if that's where they're going to congregate, they're going to congregate, I guess. And as long as, you know, the high risk groups obviously are aware of it. And those kids are aware what, you know, stay away for a little while from the high risk people. You know, we all have elderly in our life that we want to take care of and make sure that they're going to be okay. So, that's the other part of it, too. When I, we were there last week for the SEC tournament, and it was emotional because what you saw was so many people unsure, the unknown, like, oh, my God, how, how you know, we got to make sure we take care of people. So it, it, was, it was touching to see people on site in Nashville say, I, I care more about what's going to happen to my brother, my you know, my, my people, my friends, you know, the people who can't maybe uh, take care of themselves. Let's focus on them and basketball later. Uh, so that, that to me, you know, everyone sort of came, had that come together moment where, okay, what's best for everybody and let's move forward with that. So in times like these, you know, you kind of feel good about those, those emotions that you have. Yeah. Melinda, you open up some yeah. uh, corned beef at the house tonight? We might be doing that. You want to come over, corned beef, and uh, maybe some crowd mm. or something. The cabbage, I guess, mm. is what we usually put with the corned beef on this day. Well, hey, what I also missed from this, you know, this annual phone call with Pat is that it was usually, you know, this time of year we'd already had a round of storms or two, and Pat would always say, Melinda, where does the wind come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we would go through yeah. explaining high pressure and low pressure and, it's all funny. that good stuff. Well, we all know where the wind comes from. It comes from people's back doors. And uh, well, I, it's yeah. funny. I saw a, jo- a thing going around the Internet, Pat, and people are, you know, again, we're trying to – nobody's making light of it, but you got to try to have a little fun in these times when we're stuck in the house. But somebody said, uh, I used to cough to try to cover up my fart. Now I'm farting to try to cover up my cough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have a little levity. Have- we're talking about this humidity thing, you yeah. know, in the weather center that's come out. I heard you guys talking about it, you know, and – and the idea is that when it's humid and you cough or sneeze and there's a droplet that when it's humid, that droplet is bigger and it, it goes down to the surface. Well, the virus is still on the surface. It's just not as airborne. So that's kind of the theory behind that. And, you know, now we're saying, okay, well, what is high enough humidity? You know, that they haven't really defined that either. So we'll see if the weather changes. Mm, that's interesting. Hopefully it does. So what you're saying is the weather will actually make the droplet fall quicker to the surface as opposed to cooler air, it would it would stay airborne. Longer. Right. That's the theory. That with cooler, drier air it would it would be a smaller droplet, so it would mm. stay airborne longer. So if that's how this is transferring, uh, then it would keep that, you know, in the air longer where if the droplet is bigger when it's humid, it falls to the ground, falls to, you know, whatever surface. Well, the virus is still going to be on that surface, you know. So you, you wipe it off, off though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to maintain. And, and they don't know. They're just looking at other similar viruses and how they act. So you know, right now that's just a theory. Hmm. But you know, hopefully something changes it soon. Yeah. Well, Melinda. Well, we'll know one thing yep. for sure. With a corned beef and cabbage dinner. No shortage of the wind tonight, right? right? That All is right? for sure, my friend. <laughs> Especially right. if it comes with a glass of Guinness or Smittix. To go with it, I was uh, yeah. yeah I was in the store this weekend and the one you know there there's a run on toilet paper and there's a run on this and a run on that. The list lady was uh she had a cart she was a I guess she was an employee at the grocery store or maybe with the the meat company but 
she was hawking uh, at cost corned beef because apparently they didn't sell any over the what? weekend for big hmm. uh, St. Oh. Patty's Day parties, you know. So she was trying to oh, get wow. get rid of it. So anyway, well, let's go get some for That's tonight. What I'm talking about. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> All right, Melinda, enjoy it. Be safe and uh, enjoy your your in-studio social distancing. All right, and happy St. Patrick's Day to St. Patrick. We miss you, but we love watching you here at the Mayo House on SEC, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Miss you guys so much. I said, oh, well. I'll do it. Bye, Melinda. Love you, girl. See you. Uh Hey, PB, before we let you go, what is the situation there? What's the the network telling you guys? Um, Basically, we, you know, had our – all our studio shows, you know, Selection Sunday obviously canceled. That was supposed to be the Thursday, Friday of this week. It's basically with all, especially college sports, um, everybody seems to be done. Now, I don't know if June or July there'd be some sort of a recap or something like that. We just haven't known. Everybody's sort of in a standstill, and for the foreseeable future, you know, they're keeping everybody away. Um, I, I'm assuming some of that has to do with air travel as well, yeah. probably. They don't, mm-hmm. you know. So, which I'm thankful for that I don't have to go hop on a plane because I got to tell you, fellas, I was on a took the last bird out of Nashville at 7 p.m. I never saw an airport more packed. Hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. But well, everybody was trying to get out at the same time, probably after they canceled the SEC. Yeah tournament yeah, so yeah i mean i can't imagine how much blue was in there mm. although well, that's the, you know that was part of it justin the commissioner on tuesday and wednesday was struggling with the fact that if we can't if we do a tournament with no fans okay just players officials media members those those fans are not leaving nashville those fans are going right to that corner bar yep and they and it and they watched it right there, so it became a situation of okay, we've got multiple issues going on here. It, it's you know it's it's it was really the, the only thing you could do. I mean, mm-hmm. and we're considering, and we did. I did. I wasn't aware. You know, looking back a week from now, I had I had heard rumblings about you know food, you know, grocery store stuff, maybe getting a little low, but I couldn't predict like. Everything is shut down in Massachusetts. You can't you can't go to a bar or a restaurant. You can pick you can do takeout or delivery only. Okay. So that's pretty uh, common, and and it's not enforced yeah. here, but I think a lot of people are adhering to that. But there are some Good. restaurants that are open and and welcoming people in. And I've been in a couple the last couple days. Pat, social distancing is not an issue because there's only four or five people in the place. So, True. you know, True. I mean, but yeah, obviously, you know, erring on the side of caution, picking up and taking home. But yeah, I think it's probably pretty standard now across the country. And the beach thing's the one that kind of threw me because we've been talking to like golf courses. That should be a safe space, right? Like you're spread out. It should be. You know, other than the yeah. guy like Wes keeps saying, I'm not going to ride with you in a cart as healthy as I am. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, you know, that's fine. Wes, he's really wanna... healthy as a horse, Wes. Come on. Well, it's that. And he's always chasing his ball in the woods. And I'm in the fairway and I'm ready to go. And I'm I don't more want likely to ride with him into the woods and yeah. go get his ball. And look I'm more for likely it. to get Lyme disease than I am coronavirus because <laughs> I'm in the well, like in there with the bugs. With yeah, exactly. So. All right. We're well, likely to come out with a tick than his, than his own golf ball. That's it. Unfortunately. That's it. So, uh, and All then right, I guess uh, Red Sox. What's what's the scoop on the Red Sox out there with the? Yeah. I guess they're they're getting closer to. I mean, they're sort of holding for late May. Is that what I heard for uh, start of the yeah. season? Yeah. 
I get, and and that's it. I, I'd imagine everybody's just in place when when it isn't all clear. And that's yeah, that's the Celtics. I mean, in you know, what about the NBA? Huh? What if yeah. they? You know, someone put together a timeline of what it could look like with the NBA Finals getting over in late July, early August, pushing the NBA draft back. I don't know if they can do that. Yeah, they can't do that, right? Can't we just saw that. the uh, French Open's been pushed back to. I think it said September, late September October into 4th. early October. That's the end of it, yeah. The Kentucky Derby, too, Yeah, right? We talked about that. And then how does that impact things like the Arkansas Derby and the other prep races? And the Preakness is looking at moving, and you'd love to see them race in order again. But, you know, will they move a, you know, the about, Preakness to later and then the Belmont later? I don't know. Could we? Those spring football games, right? Yeah, Obviously. right. And, you know, you look so at, then, like UCA got a weekend. Arkansas State started earlier than anybody. They got almost all of their stuff in. So they look like geniuses now. Oh yeah, that's right. Because there were some right, right, right. There's some teams already completed with their stuff, and yeah, but Arkansas had started. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, is it, what about this? Is it something's happened where they can't use the workout facilities? Correct on campus. Yes, that, that's by. I think that's by campus, though, right? Not every campus is is working that way. I know Arkansas shut theirs down. Hunter Yurichek discussed that. Um, I don't think that's an SEC rule. Well, most of the kids aren't on campus anyway, no. but but uh, Dr. Teague was on yesterday. He said that uh, those who are there have access to facilities, but he did say not the athletic, athletic stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So just the academic side mm-hmm. and then, like, uh, I guess food and all that. And rehab. Yeah. They could still do that. So. Oh, yeah, rehab. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's And it's fluid, yeah. Pat. That's the thing. I mean, and, and like, today the right. governor came out surprisingly. They just closed the schools. Got spring break next week, but he said they'll be back in school after April 30th. So, March 30th. Or March 30th, excuse That's me. A, March 30th. Our date here is April 27th. Yeah, it's March 30th here, so he's saying in a couple weeks they're going to be back up and at it. So that was a little surprising, we thought, that he said it definitively today. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I mean, they can always amend that, so we'll see. Maybe that was right. just to give parents some hope. Yeah, maybe so. They're stuck in the house with those kids. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, you get these kids out of here. Yeah, we got to run, PB. I appreciate the time, buddy. All Hang right, in buddy. there. Be safe. All right, boy. All right, buddy. All right.